Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Wednesday afternoon. No big announcements from me today. I kind of blew the wad yesterday, and uh, so I'm here for two more weeks. If you weren't here yesterday and you're wondering, what the heck are you talking about, Ange? Which you probably say every day, what the heck are you talking about, Ange? I did announce that I am ending, leaving at the end of this month. I am ending at the leave of this month. Yeah, Maybe it is time for me to pack up the broadcast bags if I can't even put together a sentence. Hope you are enjoying the beautiful weather. Wow. What is it now? 27 degrees? Uh, I should also make note that I'm going to be gone tomorrow and Friday. <laughs> Some people might say, wow, they already got rid of you. No, I'm, I'm leaving. So I'm going to be missing Friday here where, what are we hearing? 37 degrees? 38 degrees? <laughs> Whoa, time to get out of Dodge. Uh, you know, we've, we, we talked about this a few weeks back because as we move along on the road to legalized recreational cannabis... It was a couple of weeks back that the city's development planning department started to go through all the applications for those potential retail outlets. And they were determining which ones get to continue on the journey, which ones will have to turn back. And there were some pretty specific parameters that they had to follow distance from a school, concentration. They didn't want too many in one area. Well, my guess this half hour is going to be going through the process again because they are appealing a decision by the Development Planning Department to deny their application. Dave Martin, president of Compass Cannabis Clinic, joins us today. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, maybe just a little bit of background. Uh, what is Compass Cannabis? Sure. So Compass Cannabis Clinics has been operating for about 14 months. Um, that business helps patients, so medical access patients, access uh, the licensed producers, so the auroras and canopies of the world, uh, effectively putting patients in touch with physicians should a patient be assessed for a need for a cannabis prescription. Um, on the back end, Compass helps align a patient with the best producer and products um, that will help with their medical needs. How many Compass Cannabis Clinics are there in, well, let's start just in Alberta. So we've got uh, nine locations in Alberta that are branded bricks and mortar clinics. We've got uh, another physician that does a satellite clinic out of their office and two more in British Columbia. How many would be in Calgary? In Calgary, we've got two. We've got uh, one in Bowness and one on 11th Avenue. Is there a lot of competition for these medical clinics? I know I'm talking about recreational cannabis, but I just wanted the background because I feel like there's so many medicinal cannabis clinics out there already. Yeah, and that was an interesting space. I mean, it grew more competitive over the last six months. Uh, a lot of people were having an eye on the recreational cannabis use um, and attempting to front run on the leasing side in particular, so getting access to a site that could be operational both medically or on the the recreational retail side um, so that certainly grew that said within canada um, this is growing as a, a substantial portion um, in, in terms of percentage wise so month over month is uh, an average of north of 10 percent 
Um, Alberta is one of the most populous provinces for medical cannabis prescriptions um, in the country. And, you know, I think that that will continue to grow. You're seeing uh, insurance providers come online. You're seeing health spending accounts come online. Um, so medical does continue to have a, a good foothold. That said, our expectations are that does slow um, as recreational comes out October 17th. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask. We've seen such growth in the medical side, but once it becomes legal on the recreational side, I can't imagine people still having to go through the process to get the medicinal side if they can get it. So that, that that's just a, another part of the conversation. So here you are, you're operating the medicinal side and you want to open up retail sides. How many applications did you have in with the City of Calgary? So with Calgary, we had five locations that went in during the initial batch. Uh, we believe we'll be successful on the first four. So there is still, um, you know, once a development permit's granted, there's some time for appeal from local residents, et cetera. We don't anticipate issues on uh, four of them. We did have a fifth location, uh, the 11th location that was denied by the city, and that one is currently under appeal. And that's the one I want to talk about, because here you had five in, four you think are going to go through. What was it about the fifth? Does the development planning department have to say, this is why we have denied that application? So it's a it's an interesting site. Um, initially, it was given a uh, land use as a cannabis counseling service. So that would qualify as a, a medical service that Compass operates under. And there is a daycare that's down the block from that site. Um, initially, the city had zoned the daycare um, simply as a daycare. Within the retail application, um, they zoned it as a school. So currently, we, we have a, a development permit we're working under that says we can be cannabis counseling services. We do not need any further setback to the daycare. But as a retailer, they're now zoning it. Um, instead of a, a daycare, they're saying it's a school use. So um, bit of contradiction from the city in terms of how they viewed that. And I think it gives us uh, strong grounds to appeal um, the rejection. But can you tell me a little bit more about that location? Because, you know, you talk about the place that now has been deemed a school, but isn't that school then close to a couple of bars and uh, a liquor store as well? Yeah, so this was uh, in the historical Calgary talk, this was uh, Electric Avenue. So there's still a strong presence from the uh, bar and pub industry there. There's, you know, certainly a strong presence for uh, private alcohol retail. Um, unfortunately, cannabis is coming in with uh, a lot tighter guidelines and zoning um, compared to alcohol. When I, you know, in our opinion, and I think most facts with state alcohol is um, significantly more of a, a threat for harm. Um, you know, we're new industry. There's there's still stigma that exists. Um, that's definitely one of the battles we're seeing across Canada um, and municipalities, big and small. Um, that said, you know, again, we, we don't see uh, an issue on retail. Retail is extremely highly regulated through Alberta Liquor and Gaming as well as the City of Calgary. So um, we don't perceive there to be any issues and we haven't had any negative feedback uh, from the daycare itself. You know, it seems like every community has different rules to play by. And especially you mentioned that there are nine cannabis clinics for Compass in the province, correct? Yes. 
So you're obviously applying for retail applications as well. Are you finding that the different communities have the different rules to play by? And and can that be a a struggle for a company? It it is. I I would suggest it's the most challenging aspect of what we're doing today. Um, and, And it's not to say that the municipalities are doing a poor job of it. The challenge is that we are at a a very rapid pace implementing a completely new industry that, again, carries certain stigma to it. Um, And municipalities are all having their their own opinions. And you're seeing some come out on the side of being very pro-business, being, um, you know, call it aggressive in terms of allowing cannabis use and cannabis retailers within their communities. You're seeing others that are being much more conservative and saying no cannabis within, call it the downtown core, or uh, being highly restrictive on their setbacks. So being, you know, an extreme amount away from a school or a daycare or a place of worship. So um, I can see both sides of the coin on it. As a as a retailer, it certainly requires us to do a lot of due diligence, uh, be in front of different municipal councils, um, and there's certainly a large educational component. Um, as to maybe what cannabis has done in in the U.S., for example. So when it's gone out in in Colorado, California, Nevada, et cetera, um, what kind of reactions did we see from the public? Were there issues with crime or driving while high? Things of that nature. Uh, But there's also a large educational component to tell the cities um, what is happening within the regulated environment. What does liquor and gaming require? Um, and the more education cities take on, um, I believe the better decisions we're seeing them make. Dave, I want to just take a break here. Uh, and afterwards, I want to find out what happens if this appeal is denied. What's next? And also just the whole idea of what properties do you look at as potential retail markets? Dave Martin is my guest this half hour. He's the president of Compass Cannabis Clinic. Back with Dave after this. Just talking about the whole process moving f- into the recreational cannabis sector. Uh, Dave Martin, president of Compass Cannabis Clinic. Right now, they operate some medicinal marijuana clinics and they are looking come October 17th to open well in a perfect world five locations here in Calgary. Dave I am curious because you've had the four that you think should be able to go Uh, one you are appealing after the uh, permit was denied what kind of areas are you looking at because even if you say that they suddenly called this a school would you not be looking at that particular block and say okay we're not going to set up shop here there's no way we're going to be able to open up a store here. Well, I mean, in terms of 11th Ave, it's certainly viable um, as a retail node. We strongly believe in it. That said, if the city doesn't move forward with an application, um, so be it. And going forward for retail, I think you're going to see a lot of development in um, what would be called your, your traditional shopping nodes within Calgary. Uh, cannabis shops will be in your neighborhood plazas. There'll be co-tenants beside a, a Tim Hortons, a Starbucks, um, grocery-anchored sites. I think it's as much as there is the stigma and maybe a belief that you would see it in an urban downtown core, um, this is a use that is spreading out into uh, more suburban areas. And um, a year or two now, this, this won't be as novel as it is today, and it'll be much like having a, a neighborhood liquor store. I suspect in Calgary you're going to see neighborhood cannabis outlets, and um, you know they may have a large square foot in some areas, smaller square foots in other Uh, But it'll be much like a a traditional liquor store a couple of years from now. 
I like that idea that maybe down the road this will be, okay, no big deal. However, right now it is still a big deal. Can you give me an idea how it would look for a customer on October 17th to walk into a retail outlet operated by Compass Cannabis? I mean, certainly education is going to be a large size of the, uh, of the initial piece. Um, I'll tell you, first off, it's going to be busy. If anything um, has been taught from the U.S., you will see lineups, um, in many cases, likely blocks long. Uh, that has been a, a very common occurrence, and I suspect it'll be a very common occurrence in Canada as well. Um, there's, there's the factor of people wanting to see what it's all about. There is the social media factor of being able to uh, timestamp yourself on Facebook or Instagram to say you were in a cannabis retail shop on day one. Um, and the fact is people like cannabis. They will be there for the product. So um, in terms of what to expect when you go in, they're going to be highly secured. Uh, products kept under lock and key. Um, there is a very limited amount of interaction you can have with the cannabis product. So Liquor and gaming does allow for, uh, if you were to call it a sniff jar or something, that you'd be able to get a smell and a look at the product, but that is also um, a secure jar where someone cannot touch and feel it. The variety of product will be limited um, in year one in Canada, so it will be cannabis flour, cannabis oil, pre-rolled joints. Um, you won't see edible products. You won't see um, extract, shatters, things of that nature. So I, I would suspect you see those um, within the next 12 months, but for today, you're going only going to have the three varieties of product to choose from. And on the branding side, we can brand ourselves as a retailer. The licensed producers, and again, this would be your Canopies, your Auroras, um, they have virtually no branding opportunities as Health Canada has laid out the guidelines. So expect the packaging to be uh, very plain, large warning labels on it, identifying the fact that it does contain THC. Um, you know, everybody's going to talk about education. It will be an interesting mix of consumers coming in. You will have your regular cannabis user from today, but you're also going to have the people that have um, no knowledge of cannabis and need to have a discussion starting at point A before they can make a purchase. So, um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I think you're going to see a lot of great concepts across many different brands. Um, and certainly for us, I think we've got a, a unique feel and uh, a plan for a great retail experience. Dave, in your business plan, do you plan to allow these spots to open up to more floor space only because, as you say, this first year, it's going to be at least a, another year before we even start to see other options for edibles and uh, all the other things that could be out there. So is, is that another thing as a company you have to take into consideration that we may be expanding just because we're going to be able to offer more products? Absolutely. I mean, we've uh, we've got a great uh, vice president putting together our, our retail operations, and we've already forward looked at um, you know the food safety aspect for an edible, for example, uh, but also foreknowledge that in the cannabis space, there's a lot of innovation and uh, product lines, as witnessed in the Colorados and Californias. Um, there's sizably more items to offer that we will not feature out of the gate in Canada, but. Um, expectation within the industry is that those products will be on shelves, you know, again, call it 12 months from now. Um, so we have taken the, the view that we will have additional items to add. 
And, uh, you know, we do feel like additional floor space. We've taken bigger square footage on a lot of sites uh, for both the fact that, you know, we anticipate it's going to be very busy, but we do also anticipate uh, shoppers that will be in the business. It won't be a five-minute in-and-out trip. It may be something where they spend an hour um, talking to staff, asking questions, becoming educated on uh, consumption methods, different products, different strains. I mean, there's a, a lot to ask. So we want a customer to be comfortable with spending uh, an hour in our business asking questions and feel like they're making an educated decision when they make their purchase. And if this appeal is denied, that one application of your five, do you just find another spot that you can submit an application? Uh, well, we do intend to uh, continue to expand our retail footprint in Calgary. Um, we're quite happy with the city for the you know side of this application. We think it is an excellent city to do business, and I would say one of the better across Canada right now for cannabis businesses. Um, but if the application is denied on 11th Avenue, we'll continue to operate in the medical space there. Um, you know, as mentioned earlier, we see a slowdown in medical. But that said, uh, we will see certainly some products on the medical side that are not available to a recreational consumer. And we are seeing major insurance players and health spending accounts for, um, you know, prospectively your corporate oil guy in downtown Calgary. Cannabis will become a part of their corporate spending account, um, you know, as a health product conceivably over the next year or so. The business may be not as large in scale on the medical side, but there's certainly going to be demand for it. Um, you know, and, and it'll move from maybe recreational patients hiding in the medical system today to true medical need. And we intend to service both um, recreational and medical users. Dave, interesting times ahead. Thanks so much for talking to us today. I appreciate it. Have a great afternoon. Yeah, Dave Martin, President, Compass Cannabis Clinic. Let's take a break for news. And in our next half hour, I want to talk about dogs and trucks. We're back after this.